Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Good morning, folks. I am still sick, so we are just going to try to get through this NFL Sunday as quickly as possible with my overall thoughts. I'm just going to sum up uh, the uh, Munich game uh, between the Bucks and the Seahawks. It's not on the main slate for DFS, but betting-wise, uh, you've got Seattle uh, essentially as... And I get, I don't quite get how this is lining up, but the Seattle's the underdog versus uh, Tampa Bay. Um, Bucks are two and a half point favorites. I don't get it. I really don't get this one. Uh, you know, Seattle, they can run the ball effectively. To the outside, they can do stretch runs. The, um, the uh, issue with Tampa is, uh, you know, the run defense has been as good as the years past, but their strength is keeping guys on the inside. The stretch run is where you actually ha- kind of hurt Tampa. So I think t- uh, Seattle can't run the ball on Tampa. Uh, you definitely can throw on Tampa. And Seattle's got uh, DK and Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think Seattle can move the ball as long as Gino plays within the offense, which is what he's been doing. Um to me, this is pretty straightforward. Where you you gotta go go about it and uh, and do the analysis. Where I I just kind of view this as a, a slate where you know this is uh, pretty much low scoring. You play some Kenneth Walker. You play the kickers, and you can have Seattle defense. I, I mean, for a showdown slate like that's where I kind of look at this. And you can mix in, you can mix in Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, or Lockett, or depending on how you want to play your captain, 
um, you can you can fit uh, you can fit a combination of them. But to me, this is more straightforward in terms of uh, how you do the build and roster construction. So, I mean, the only guy I'm not playing a ton of is uh, would be uh, Tom Brady and Gino. I'm not, I don't feel like you need to play the quarterbacks in this one. I, I think you play the pass catchers. You play uh, some run game. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette is a worse play than Kenneth Walker, so I would prioritize Walker over Leonard, uh, Uncle Lenny, but I think this is uh, pretty straightforward, and I, I love the Seattle side of this. I, I, I already bet Seattle uh, to win this game, so um, I'm definitely taking the points if you're giving me the points as well. Um, next up... We've got, whew, uh, is this a Cleveland and Miami? Uh, this is one of the strangest uh, matchups because uh, Miami is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they could have been a six-and-a-half-point favorite, to be perfectly honest. Um, actually, no, the line's gone down. It was three-and-a-half points. It opened at four-and-a-half. I-, I think Miami could have been a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Here's what I love about this game. Cleveland loves playing zone defense, and Miami has both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two of the best wide receivers against zone. Um, they were top ranked last year uh, when Tyreek was in KC, and uh, Waddle obviously was in Miami. They're still the top wide receivers against zone this season uh, when they're teammates. They haven't detracted from one another. I, I think this is just a clear mismatch. And from a DFS standpoint, I love to attack Viola from a fantasy perspective. I, I think he's just one of the best plays of uh, the entire slate. Um, so between Tua and Justin Fields, those are going to be my main quarterbacks in in all lineups, uh, by and large. I'm, I'm just going to hog playing both of them and ride it. Because to me, Tua should have another 300-plus yard passing day uh, and... Between Waddle and Tyreek, they're going to have 200-plus uh, yards receiving combined. Um, we'll see who gets in the end zone eventually, but I, I think Miami puts up points on Cleveland. I, I, I don't think this is necessarily that close of a game. I think Cleveland, you get the runback option with Donovan Peoples-Jones and Kareem Hunt in a, in a blowout script where they're catching the dump-off passes. <coughs> In a trailing script. But if you think this game stays competitive, then, excuse me, if you think this game stays competitive, you have to play um, Nick Chubb. Because that's the only way this game stays competitive, is if Nick Chubb has a monster game running the ball against the Miami defense. To me, it's there's nothing else to it. I, I mean, um, from... Uh, game script standpoint, uh, you can play Amari Cooper as well, um, but that would also be if you think this is a uh, closer game. I, I think the the biggest thing is uh, I, I I look at this as this is uh, Miami's going to put up points throwing the ball down the field. Excuse me, and the uh, comeback script is. Uh, Cleveland, with the underneath routes, getting themselves back in the game. So uh, I I just look at this as a game where Cleveland, 
they are behind and trailing throughout, but you still get some decent production out of guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones and uh, Kareem Hunt in a blowout script because they're going to have to chuck the ball as opposed to uh, hand it off to Chubb, whom, again, if you think this game's close, you play Cooper, uh, you play Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb. If you think it's a blowout script like I do, uh, you're on Peoples-Jones and, and Kareem Hunt. And, you know, I'm not opposed to mixing and matching either, but I just think that those are the two plays in the in the game script environment that you got to uh, look at. But uh, I, I I have no qualms if you want to play both Waddle and Tyree Kill together because I, I think they can both smash this, uh, this secondary for the Browns. Moving on, we've got Russ. Russ. I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, getting into a tit-for-tat tit with Steve, uh, with, oh man, uh, with Pete Carroll, I mean, this is, uh, this is wild, they're, they're talking about, uh, Pete Carroll made a crack about Russ not wearing a wristband, and Russ quipping right back that they won't play their games without a wristband. I mean, it is petty as hell with these two teams. Um, Denver traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans. Titans two and a half point favorites. I I, I look at this and I say I, I want to be on the Denver side of it. I know I'm I'm in the vast minority here, but here here's the deal. From my perspective, you've got a Tennessee team. You still don't know if Ryan Tannehill's healthy with his ankle or not. They say Tannehill should be good to go. But I kind of want to see Tannehill move around because the Broncos have a very good defense. They hit Tannehill a couple of times. They can easily knock him out of the game. And then you're back to Malik Willis, who they still don't trust to throw the ball. Denver's defense, I think, could slow down Derrick Henry. Now, I don't say stop Derrick Henry because there's no such thing as really stopping Derrick Henry. You just slow him down enough where he can't peel you off for the big run because basically uh, Henry is just a battering ram to break your will and eventually you give up and he peels off a huge run on you. That That's what Derrick Henry does. He doesn't necessarily hit you with 10, 12, 14-yard rushes all the way down the field that you uh, kind of get with Nick Chubb. But Derrick Henry uh, has this weird um, battering ram sensation. It's like, But it's like if you look at the uh, yards uh, per attempt at logs, it's like it's actually more akin to what Barry Sanders used to do, even though Barry did it in a completely different fashion with like his pinball wheel uh, running, uh, pinball machine running style, as opposed to Henry just going north south. Um, but you know he will peel you for the big runs. I just don't see necessarily see it happening today, and I get why people think Henry's a good play. I'm just not as sold on it, so I'm not gonna say fade Derrick Henry because. Believe me, I've been burned enough time by Derrick Henry to say that fading Derrick Henry is always a risky proposition to say. I'm just uh, under-projecting him compared to the field. So I think Derrick Henry can get uh, 100 yards and a touchdown. It's, it's certainly possible, but I think in order to do so, they're going to have to commit so many carries to them that I think it's more detrimental to the Tennessee offense than anything else. Um, so 
I'm I'm not on the uh, Tennessee offense. I'm not really on the Denver offense either with Russ. I, I mean, listen, Nathaniel Hackett still hasn't been fired yet, which is just mind blowing to me at this stage. How if the if the Broncos are truly uh, interested in competing for the playoffs this year, which they're not, they already traded guys. Why they wouldn't at least evaluate some of the other coaches on staff instead in that coaching spot than just leaving uh, Hackett in there to continue to run it down. I, I mean, I just don't get it. Um, but to me, it's Greg Dolchich, uh, the tight end. Uh, he's 3,400 on DraftKings. Uh, he has some explosive ability, as we saw on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, catching a, a long pass for a touchdown. Like, he has... The ability, and you know Russ loves throwing to his tight end, so uh, I think he gives uh, some added depth into the passing game. But uh, to me, I think this is a avoid kind of game from a DFS standpoint, unless you're playing defenses. Next up, my Giants hosting the Houston Texans. Texans still one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Giants still solid across the board. Nothing stands out from an um, analytics standpoint with the Giants. But I always say this uh, with the Giants. It, they're actually enjoyable to watch again because they come in with a set game plan. I think the game plan this week is you try to load the box against Damian Pierce and you force Davis Mills to actually throw over the top to beat the Giants. That's where I'm a little bit skittish on Damian Pierce from a DFS perspective, because I think the Giants do load the box and they try to force Davis Mills to throw the ball. I, I think it's more of a, it, it, like it is on the Texans to figure out a way of being a little bit more, uh, I, I creative, I would say in terms of the point of attack, because I think the Giants are well scouted enough that, most of the runs Pierce has been successful off that. Like, the Giants are just not going to give him those opportunities. That's where I'm a little concerned about the Pierce side of things, unless he's more involved in the passing game than he has been in recent weeks. Now, on the Giants side of the equation, basically, it's get the ball to Saquon, get the ball to Saquon, get the ball to Saquon. They're not going to try to change this up. Uh, I don't really like any pieces on the Giants from a pricing perspective. Uh, could you play Daniel Jones? Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't do enough overall where I, I, I'm going to go crazy, um, with build. So, uh, for, for me, I just, I just look at this and say, Giants, uh, defense, Saquon, definitely in play. And that's about it. I, I'm not going to go crazy trying to mix and match Giants offensive pieces just because they, they spread the ball around a bit too much uh, to make it worthwhile. And pricing-wise, they're, they're not that cheap either. Next up, we've got yeah, we've got uh, Detroit and Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields has arrived and, and it's be solely because the offensive coordinator basically is just acquiesced and just said uh, Justin just 
do your best to make this offense work because he's running more, he's scrambling, and it's creating passing lanes uh, for his receivers to get open. That's basically it. Like the the Bears haven't done anything creative offensively to help Justin Fields. He's just elevated his game to help uh, the team along, and and you know. Uh, I think it it might save some jobs in Chicago. That probably shouldn't be saved, but uh, it, it, it's a uh, testament to what Justin Fields has been able to do scrambling-wise. Uh, and you've got a Detroit team that's still horrible against the run. David Montgomery is absolutely in play, along with Fields. Um, on an offensive standpoint for the Bears, you could look at uh, Darnell Mooney. And Cole Komet, I'm not sold on Chase Claypool's involvement in the offense yet to be in play for me. Um, and then on the Detroit side, do we know if DeAndre Swift's going to get used? Nope. Um, Jamal Williams will still get usage. Uh, and you're just going to have a running back by committee in Detroit, uh, whereas you could just play I'm on Ron St. Brown because no more Hockets in there. So he's just going to get even more of the target share from a passing game perspective. I, I like Amonra, and I like uh, Fields, and uh, you know, a couple of pass catchers, or you run it with Montgomery. Um, I don't think I don't I don't think you necessarily need to run Fields and Montgomery together. I think it, because of the negative correlation, I don't think Fields throws it off enough to Montgomery. So I would set a rule where. You get no more than one of uh, those guys. So either you get Montgomery in your Bears stack or you, you play it off with the, the actual QB, which is more common um, with a, a wide receiver and no Montgomery. But um, uh, I, I do like that game from a scoring perspective. I, I think points uh, go on the board there. Next up, we got Jacksonville traveling to play the Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, 10.5 point favorites. I think I think the line's a little too wide. Uh, like the, the the struggle with Kansas City has been, can they cover some of these monster spreads? And yeah, Jacksonville, I expected to lose this game, but I've seen them play up to their competition at times too. So uh, there is a chance that this game is a bit more sluggish than people give it credit for. That's why I'm more in tune with uh, the Miami uh, game than I am with Kansas City. Uh, in terms of point production, so I, I would just look at this as a case where you know you can make a you can make a a, a good argument that uh, you know that Jacksonville uh, has more uh, opportunity to uh, take care of business than uh, uh, Cleveland does. All right, let's keep moving along. It. And basically, this this is the slate. Minnesota traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. The line has dropped down to three. If you've been living under a rock, Josh Allen has had an elbow injury the entire week. He's still up in the air as to whether or not he's going to play. I think it's insane for the Bills to play Josh Allen uh, with the potential of a UCL tear on the line here, given that they're a Super Bowl contender. I think... The play is Minnesota Vikings defense if Allen starts. And you're going to say, Dwayne, why would you play the Vikings defense if Allen starts? If Allen doesn't start, everyone's going to play the Vikings defense at 2,200. So it it becomes less of a 
because they're going to say, oh, you, you have to play the Vikings defense. But I'm going to game script this for you guys. What if Allen starts and he struggles and people uh, get scared off of the Minnesota defense because of Allen's, uh, Allen starting? It, to me, the play is you you go with because there's going to be folks that are going to go back to playing the Bills as a low on play. And I I don't have a problem playing the Bills as a low on play. But I do think the Vikings defense is absolutely in play because of the fact that if Allen starts, it's going to get you different because it, the Vikings defense, I promise you, uh, would be the most popular defense on this slate at 2200 amongst the sh- uh, experts or sharp players in the field because of the value you get as opposed to not a situation where you get Allen starting people get scared off of playing Vikings defense. I I would just play the Vikings defense regardless because you know Allen's not 100%. You know he's had accuracy issues. Uh, And the fact is, yeah, they could put up points, but all you need at 2,200 is for them to get a couple of turnovers, like one or two turnovers, and and, and a sack or two. And that, that gets you enough where you're in positive territory and scoring points. And you never know. Allen could throw a pick six or he could... Uh, fumble the ball and it's a scoop and score and then you're off to the races with the Vikings defense I I think the Vikings defense if Allen starts is the best play uh, uh, on the slave to be contrarian Uh, I don't think folks are going to play Vikings defense with Allen if Allen starts so to me that's the way to build this and again if I'm saying this you know I'm not on the Buffalo side of the equation Um, yeah could you play Stefan Diggs sure but I think it's a, it's not a great matchup, technically, with Allen being injured this way. He's he's been built around the office has been built around him. If Allen starts, it's going to be Allen running around scrambling, doing RPOs and throwing uh, short pass attempts. Uh, I have no problems with uh, it being a Devin Singletary game if you want to play Singletary to get different from uh, Allen not throwing. Uh, and I think it with Fallon, if Fallon starts, it's going to take ownership off of Singletary as well because people are going to think, oh, he's healthy enough to throw. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think they want to have the threat of throwing, and they don't necessarily have that with Case Keenum as the backup. So, to me, that's where the game theory comes into play here as you get different. Other games we could talk about, New Orleans and Pittsburgh don't like this game at all. Um, you can play Kamara, you can play Saints defense. Um, TJ Watt is back for the Steelers. So yeah, technically you could play Steelers defense to get different, uh, with the Saints, uh, still having blocking issues and it's Andy Dalton under center. So you, you always have a pick six potential on the slate, but, um, I don't want to get too cute with that matchup. So I'm not really going there. Um, and you know what, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And then we'll circle back with the afternoon games because uh, we only got a couple afternoon games uh, before we head into Sunday Night Football with my favorite, Brandon Staley, in Sunday Night Football. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after the sponsors. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., All right, four o'clock window. Uh, let's get into it quickly. Uh, Indy, whoo, Indy. Jeff Saturday is coaching people. Jeff Saturday, ESPN analyst. Jeff Saturday, I should say. Uh, I mean, wh- wh- what do you want me to say here? The Colts are trying to tank. The Colts are trying to tank, and this is one of the most blatant ways they could do it while get, not being accused of taking because they're just going to say Jim Mercer is being crazy, hiring his buddy, or as Joe Thomas basically said, drinking buddy. Uh, we know what you're implying, Joe. It wasn't just drinking that they were probably doing, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, no, knowing uh, Jim Mercer's uh, uh, issues off the field, shall we say. So um, I, I, get, I get you, Joe. I get you, Joe Thomas. I can't believe you actually said that on the air. But... um. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting dig. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I have no interest in playing the Colts, but they're playing the Raiders. And Josh McDaniels, if he can't win this game, I mean, I don't know what the Raiders do. Uh, Derek Carr's probably going to get fired anyway as the starting QB. But, you know, they paid Josh McDaniels a ton of money to coach that team. A, giving giving up on him on one year is Woo! That would be just mind blowing uh, for that to go down that way. But I'm just looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, there there are ways where this this blows up spectacularly, and it's not it's not the biggest shock in the world, in my opinion, because the simple fact of the matter is that when you look at the Raiders. What exactly do they do well? They weren't a good team last year. I told you they were getting by with smoke and mirrors last year. Uh, but they were better with Basaccia than they have been under uh, Josh McDaniels. I, I have a lot of reservations about this matchup here. Uh, I, I'm going to, you know, for afternoon only, I, I'm going to be on the Dallas side of things. And I'm going to be on Arizona uh, or the Rams. I don't like this game at all, uh, at all for the main slate, nor... Uh, DFS-wise, uh, betting-wise, uh, this is just uh, an avoid spot because we got two awful teams right now, and we got one team that we know is trying to tank. But it, it makes it so much harder to actually rely on um, trusting the validity of a game when you know that's the scenario playing out here. Next up, we got the Cardinals uh, traveling to L.A. to play the Rams, so it's essentially... Uh, a wash game <laughs> because 
You're not going to get many Rams fans in that stadium, and Cardinals fans do not travel. So it's like, I don't know who's going to that game, to be perfectly honest with you. But Kyler Murray is still a game-time decision. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, excuse me, um, the Rams defense absolutely, and same reason. If Kyler Murray does play, I still want to play the Rams defense. It's just that the Rams defense is a worse play at uh, at uh, uh, 3,400 than you get with the Vikings. So um, the preference is on the Vikings, but yeah, they get a little bit different. I, I have no issue with the Rams. It's just that if we get the Josh Allen starts news, I'm just going to be fully locked in on um, playing Vikings lineups uh, wherever I can. So um, that's just the way I look at this slate. I know other folks will have different opinions, but... Um, I don't necessarily like the Arizona side of the equation. The Rams, you know they're going to go to Cooper Cup. Um, DFS-wise, price tag is expensive. The Rams are struggling to run the ball. They're going to be trying to double and triple team Cooper Cup. Uh, like, there's just a lot of work to be done, um, just truth be told, uh, with this matchup. So, again, not looking forward to this afternoon slate at all. Um, but, you know, you, you play Cooper Cup... And that's about it um, on the main slate. That, that, that's just the only piece I could see playing out of uh, both of these squads. Uh, you know, D-Hop I'm not interested in with Kyler being a game-time decision. And they weren't really on the same page the last couple of weeks anyway. So um, not not looking, uh, looking to target that game. And then we've got Dallas traveling to Green Bay. I think Dallas hammers this uh, Green Bay squad. They're not solid against the run. They struggle against play-action pass. Tony Pollard is in line to start again because Zeke is a game-time decision. And if you watch how Tony Pollard ran uh, uh, two weeks ago, there's no reason to rush Zeke back. I I don't see why you rush Zeke back with Pollard playing so well unless Zeke's ego is getting um, bruised. Uh, To me, this is Dallas all day. Uh, Dallas, you know, even... As, uh, you know, and the line keeps dropping to the Green Bay side. So it, Dallas opened up as a five and a half point favorite. It's down to three, down to three and a half. I'm just going to keep betting the Dallas side hard on this one. Yeah, if the Cowboys stub their toe, it's a good day for me as a Giants fan. But I, I just think that they are going to pound Green Bay today. I, I, I don't think it's particularly close. It's just, you know, one area where I think it's... Uh, it's pretty clear uh, these two teams are going in opposite directions, and Dallas more than enough has a, an option of uh, taking care of business here. All right, folks, I'm going to get on out of here. Hopefully I feel better and sound better as the day goes on, but uh, we got an early start uh, with the Munich game, so I'm going to get this uploaded, and best of luck to everyone. Have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.